0: From APM, this is Educate, a podcast from APM Reports about ideas and research on how we teach and learn. I'm Emily Hanford, filling in for Stephen Smith. Today, we return to our weekly interview segments after releasing four new education documentaries. If you missed those, you can go back to our most recent podcast episodes or find them online under the Documentaries tab at our website, apmreports.org. Today, we're talking about the 6.5 million children in the United States who receive special education services every year. Or rather, we're talking about kids in Texas who aren't getting special ed, but should be. Ronan Walker from a Houston suburb is one of them. Uh, um... oh, I got it. What? 29 plus 7. This is Ronan with his mom, <laughs> Heidi. Yeah, why not? Good job. <laughs> if Ronan was getting appropriate special education services, or any special education services, he would be able to stay in school. He wouldn't hate school. He wouldn't come home and think that he's bad all the time because they would be helping him. Ronan's story is part of a six-month investigation by the Houston Chronicle about special education in Texas. The investigation found that the state has denied special education services to hundreds of thousands of kids. In fact, Texas has the lowest percentage of kids receiving special ed in the country, plummeting over the past decade to 8.5%. That's compared to an average of 13% nationally. How did it happen, and why? To answer those questions, we turn to Brian Rosenthal, the reporter at the Houston Chronicle who led the investigation. We reached him via Skype. Brian, welcome to the Educate podcast. Thanks for having me. Let's start with the basics of what happened in Texas. Your reporting found that back in 2004, state officials decided that only 8.5% of students in Texas should be eligible for special ed services. Why did they do that?
1: Well, that's a good question. Um, And it's a question we don't know the answer to, yet. This was 12 years ago. There are very little documents about it. And the people who were involved have not said how they chose the number. They have acknowledged that there is no research showing that that is the ideal percentage of of children in in special education. But they they have not said how they came upon that number. What it appears uh, has happened is that the agency decided that there were too many kids in special ed, and at the time there were about 12% of kids receiving uh, services. And it appears as if they simply decided that there were too many kids and chose a target that was lower than what the number was at the time, more or less completely arbitrarily.
0: And this was, I mean, special education is expensive. It's, it's about twice as much, I think, to educate a kid in special ed. So was this uh, this come down to a question of money?
1: Well, there's no question that by not providing these services, saving upwards of $1 billion every year, we did talk to some people who were at the agency at the time who uh, said that there was concerns when this policy was implemented about uh, special ed spending. And so, you know, we can infer from that that part of the motivation for this uh, may have been to try and cut spending.
0: Setting a target like that, saying that just 8.5% of kids should be in special ed, Is that legal?
1: That's a question that's being debated right now, I think, uh, in a lot of different places. No state has ever done it. And nobody really knew that Texas did it, despite the fact that it was communicated to all school districts in the state. It was not publicly announced. It was not the result of some legislation. There was no notification to the federal government. Few people knew about it. And so what the law says, the federal law, is that you have to serve all children with disabilities, So I think the question of whether this policy is legal will come down to a determination of whether people think this policy is kind of a hard cap or whether it's more of a goal. Um, And and the state has has kind of said, well, no, this is more of a goal. It's not like we cut off the money that we gave to districts at some certain point. And so uh, I, I think uh, the the answer to to your question may li- lay in uh, the details of that being discussed.
0: It's my understanding from reading your reporting, though, that this 8.5% target was actually built into the way that schools and districts get judged in Texas. So that if schools were too high above that target, they face some si- some sort of repercussion. What happened to them if they were way over 8.5%?
1: What the agency did is they introduced an accountability system. And that accountability system set had a number of indicators in it that school districts were judged on. And one of the indicators was this percentage of children receiving special ed services, and it was set at 8.5%. So, yes, districts that uh, put more than 8.5% of students into these programs uh, lost points on the accountability system. And if you lost enough points, you could have some really strict consequences.
0: What are some of the things that schools and districts did to lower the percentage of their kids on special ed? What do you do to deny kids special ed services?
1: So it it kind of runs the gamut, and, and primarily school districts have made special ed harder to access, and they have basically made evaluations more difficult to obtain. So I think a clear example is Henderson uh, independent school district, which is a pretty small school district in East Texas, uh, but I think it's illustrative of some of the policies that we saw. After this policy was implemented, Henderson adopted a new policy regarding those evaluation requests. They we rounded up all of the forms in which teachers could request that a student be evaluated and, and took them out of the schools and put them in the central office where you could only get to them if uh, you had permission from several different supervisors we saw a lot of moves like that where they were basically adding additional hurdles and making it more difficult for evaluations to be conducted and services to be provided.
0: So just making it really hard to access special ed at all. And in your reporting, you said that in some cases, they were trying to tell parents to just pull their kids out of public school altogether.
1: Yeah, well, we, we heard that um, kind of uh, anecdotally over and over again, You know, a story, more than a dozen teachers and administrators admitted to us, you know, embarrassed that they had done some of these things, uh, including, yeah, telling telling a family, you know, do you really want to have this child in school at all? It's going to be really difficult. Some parents were given lists of private schools that the school said could handle the child better, things like that, which really run contrary to the law, which says that the public schools still have an obligation to educate these children, even if they have special challenges.
0: Now, you referred to this uh, a little bit earlier, but that one of the reasons, one of the things state officials were worried about were the high percentage of kids in special ed. And and one concern was that there might have been over-identification of kids into special ed in Texas. There were too many kids being identified for special ed services. Is there any evidence of that? No, there's no evidence of that. And in fact,
1: you know, they were serving fewer than the national average already. There are experts who believe that there is some over-identification going on, especially with minority communities. And there's a, there's a feeling that those students are being placed in special ed, not, not because they need it, but because teachers don't understand what the student is uh, doing because they don't understand the student's culture. But what was interesting to us was by cutting back on the number of kids receiving services in Texas, The state policy has not addressed that issue of disproportionality. In fact, the gap between the placement in special ed of white students and minority students has actually gotten bigger since this policy went into effect.
0: You say in your reporting that if Texas provided special ed services at closer to the national average, about a quarter of a million more students would be receiving special ed services annually every year in the state. And let's just talk for a moment about what kind of impact this is having on the tens of thousands of kids in Texas who are not getting these special ed services, like Ronan, who we heard at the beginning of the podcast. Tell us what happened to Ronan. What's Ronan's story?
1: So so Ronan is a very sweet uh, kid, and his family uh, struggled with him a lot in preschool and actually approached the school district about trying to get some, some therapies for him in preschool and were turned away, and so then they went on to, to kindergarten. Within the first week of his kindergarten year, he had a meltdown at recess. He got overwhelmed by all the commotion, and he cowered on the ground and then tried to escape and ended up hitting another student, biting a teacher, and uh, trying to run away. The The problems continued, and the school continued to not provide any Services And it got to the point where Ronan's academic performance suffered. He, he went from being in the 67th percentile in letter knowledge in kindergarten to the 16th percentile uh, in letter knowledge in first grade. He started getting in trouble a lot. He was suspended 11 times in the first three months of his first grade year. And there's a first grader we're talking about. I mean, it's kind of controversial to suspend a first grader anyway.
0: So his parents eventually decided to pull him out of school altogether, right? That's right. Yeah. So they homeschool him now? They do. Yep. Yeah, you have a a nice detail in your reporting in a photograph uh, talking about Ronan's mom, who actually gave up her own photography career, turned her photo studio into a classroom for Ronan and... uh, homeschools them and there's a whiteboard on the wall that says the walker academy of excellence referring to Ronan's last name it's a very sweet detail
1: yeah well and and the family this is a very resilient uh family and, and heidi walker the mom and, and trevor walker the dad they have four other kids they're actually very uh, optimistic about homeschooling but again this is a situation in which um, this is kind of an, an abandonment of by society it's that
0: What's been the reaction to your reporting from state officials in Texas? And, and have they provided any other explanation for why special ed rates have gone down so much in Texas?
1: State officials do have a theory for the dramatic reduction in children receiving special ed services. And their theory is that uh, teachers and schools across Texas have, over the past decade, gotten so much better at teaching struggling students. They've implemented new strategies to reach struggling students and they've gotten so much better uh, that it has reduced the need for special ed and, in fact, even reduced the number of kids who have disabilities. Unfortunately, there's no evidence that that is the case. In fact, there's no indication that Texas is even doing anything different in terms of teaching students than any other state in the country, uh, and no other state has had any sort of a decline. And if Texas was doing anything different, there's, there's no indication that they have improved anything. The performance on, on state tests, for example, and on uh, the National Assessment for Educational Progress, the NAEP, has actually gone down over the past 10 years. So it, it doesn't seem like that explanation holds up. In terms of reaction, the state officials have mostly not said a whole lot since the story came out. I think people are still grappling with it because of the enormity of the the stakes of it. We're talking about potentially hundreds of thousands of kids who should be in special ed who are not. And the cost of that is billions of dollars. I think that as policymakers, they're really trying to understand um, uh, what to do about that.
0: And I understand that the U.S. Department of Education uh, says the feds are going to be looking into the Texas policy.
1: That's correct. Yeah. They, after we provide them with a list of our findings, they said uh, they would be looking into it. They were first waiting on a response from the state officials, then they were gonna decide what to do.
0: Are there any other uh, key points or takeaways from this investigation so far for the rest of the country in particular, things that people in other states should be thinking about or paying attention to?
1: One thing that has been interesting that I've heard from some people is there is a conventional wisdom across the country that special ed is declining in the United States nationwide. There are fewer students receiving special ed and the reality is, when you actually look at the numbers, it's really not true. The reality is that Texas, which is the nation's second biggest state, has had a huge reduction, a 30% reduction. And because it's so big, that has caused it to look like nationwide there's been a reduction. And so I think that people need to be careful about looking at that number. And, and I think this might change the conventional wisdom a little bit about what's happening nationwide.
0: Very interesting. Thank, thanks so much for your reporting.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: That was Brian Rosenthal, a reporter at the Houston Chronicle. You can find a link to Rosenthal's special education investigation at our website, apmreports.org. While you're there, you can check out our archive of podcasts and documentaries about education. We'd love to hear what kinds of thoughts and questions this podcast and our other work bring up for you. Contact information is at our website, apmreports.org, or write us a review on iTunes. That will help other people find this podcast. We're on Facebook at APM Reports and on Twitter. Our handle is at educatepodcast, one word. Support for APM Reports comes from Lumina Foundation and the Spencer Foundation. I'm Emily Hanford. Thanks for listening. This is APM.